Hello? Hello? Mic check? Mic check? Hold on. I'm getting the all clear from the studio. Are your volume levels all set, listener? Welcome to the After the Whistle podcast from the GCR network. Obviously, different voice doing the intro today. This is Donald. We're back after a couple of weeks. Today, no Corey, no Kale, no Cyril. But still, we have a really good show coming up for you because we have the big man himself. A very, very special <laughs> guest. A very, very special guest. <laughs> we struggled Sorry, for a if long we get time like, to get him. <laughs> you see them, that, that uh, track with the DJs, they do pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play Give Your Man. So yeah, today we have Kawawa in the studio today. Charlie, what's up, bro? A day, a day, a day. He didn't say a day, a day, a day. So, Charlie, he has his two CD cap on. <laughs> Looking fresh. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie smiley, what's good, bro? Ghana. Yeah, yeah, Charlie, rapping. What do you have, bro? Me, I'm a bit under the weather today because last, last night was a very long night for it me. It was lit. So, yeah, so if you I'm, know that. It was lit, bro. <laughs> It was lit. If I seem out of it today, please bear yeah, with me. Yeah, don't worry. You are very forgiving, Charlie. Yeah. As guys, it's encouraged every now and then. If you go out and Charlie, just have a blast. And go and pray. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Anyway, so guys, yeah, the other shows on the GCR Podcast Network, we have Free of Mind, The Other Room, Sincerely Accra, Sex and Sanity, The Anatis Podcast, so much more. Just go to our social media pages, our website is com and check them all out, okay? All right. So let's get into this, uh, our first segment. We're going to yeah. talk about um, a little bit of transfer rumors mm-hmm. because it's that time of the year, yeah. you know? A lot of the times people don't, football fans don't look forward to the summer, but yeah. the transfers keep us going. I feel like the the few that have stood out so far has been Madrid, Real Madrid's acti- activity yeah. so far. I feel like, Charlie, they just came flying out of the blocks. Well, well I'm, not, I'm not surprised. You, you know Madrid have been yeah. quiet in the transfer market for, for like three about years. three years. Really? Have they? Yeah. yeah. Actually they, 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 I mean, they've been, they've been quiet. They've, they've not as been far signing. As like the whole galactic you know, Exactly. They've not been signing concerned, yeah. uh, as many players as you yeah, would yeah. expect Madrid to yeah. do. But, I mean, it's expected. Yeah, yeah after, it's Real Madrid. After the season they had and, you know, the fact that it is Real Madrid, you'd expect that they would spend so much money on the on the markets but I mean Hazard is a move that we've always thought has been coming through yeah. the, the, the move that surprised me really was the one with Felan Mendy I, yeah, mean, yeah, I, I was yeah. thinking uh, that Ferland, yeah. I was thinking that um, they would have gone for a bigger name for a bigger name yeah. or they could have um, waited for someone you know in their youth ranks yeah. to come into the and also I think position. maybe it signals that maybe Marcelo is not leaving after all because yeah. they, are, they are probably not looking for Mendy to come in and necessarily replace him Right? Yeah. Maybe that's why they didn't go for that big a Yeah, game. exactly. But, right. but I mean, it, it was still, ex- it was still an expensive yeah, transfer. If you look expensive. At it. So How much was he again? 47. Like 40, 40, yeah, 47. Yeah. Yeah. But then they also have, um, he, uh, Theo Hernandez's brother. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So yes, I'm yes. wondering. Lucas, right? Doing? Lucas Hernandez. Yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering. Yeah, what's actually, going that on has, that. I feel like Lucas is a very good player, right? Yeah, exactly. Unless I've missed something. I think he went on loan last Yeah, he went on loan last season and he did quite well. So I was thinking he would come back into the team. Yeah. It's possible that maybe Marcelo might be moving might on. still leave, yeah. yes. Because um, Juventus are very interested in him mm. and he would fit in very perfectly yeah. into their, into their system. Yeah, yeah. system. Yeah, so, It makes also sense. very close to Ronaldo. I think mm-hmm. Jovic was a really good signing, man. Yeah, I mean, it's one season though, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's still a good signing. You know, you see, Jovic is like one of those... Um, 
I think if this move hadn't happened yeah. for Jovic, it wouldn't have happened again. Again, really? Was, yeah. Like as in him going to as Madrid, in, no, or him, him moving to an, an, an A-list team. Really? Yeah, it would have been really difficult because I was. He, I don't think he would have been able to replicate Maintain, that form. Okay. You know, he did last season yeah. at, at Frankfurt for next season, and so yeah. when the move comes, you take it, you move Just on. Again, the, move it, it would have this been, a, it would have been another Belotti transfer yeah, yeah, yeah. where uh, no, he did so well, yeah. nobody, nobody got him, and then he did. That, that, that would have been his fate. But yeah. I mean, I think it's really good for him. Madrid yeah, have good gotten move. a really good striker, someone to. Um, and also, age is on the side. Age is on the side. Yeah, even yeah, if yeah. right now, because I'm assuming Benzema will be off. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But even no, if after the season he had last season, I don't think he'll be going anywhere. Really? Soon. Yeah, because he had a yeah. decent season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I think even Zidane said something about him being their best player from last season. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Zidane spoke quite Look, highly. Look, Zidane has actually given Madrid value for money, bro. Like yeah. if you really think about it, yeah. over yeah. the years, how long yeah. he's been there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was there when Madrid last did this sort of thing. By yeah, like the, a one window where they buy so many players. Yeah. You understand? He yeah. was like with Kaka and mm-hmm. I think Cristiano, Cristiano at the time. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's that's really dope, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, aside from Madrid, there's mm-hmm. a there's a few you know transfers also going on elsewhere. Chelsea <laughs> fans. Mm-hmm. I, I, one of my friends texted me yesterday. He was like, "Oh, Charlie, so we there we go fish sign coach Perez." <laughs> <Like, laughs> no, but no, but I, I mean, I, I think I think oh, that, that Chelsea yeah. coach issue with Sarri is, is something that. Many Chelsea fans would, Did you see it coming? Would, would really regret. Did I didn't see it come? coming, but when I heard it, I wasn't surprised. Yes, of, of the back of the fact Same that thing for me. how they treated him, yeah. how he had to, he had the it whole so thing tough was a mess in his first it? season. Yeah. I mean, Gusidenka has come in to 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 salvage Chelsea's situation, and they've never given him that sort of trouble they've given Sari. Yeah. And I think that it was at some point it was embarrassing, really, because the especially man, especially with the Kepa thing, especially yeah. with the Kepa thing, especially yeah. with how the fans were bashing him for how he had to start this he had to start that the man is clearly someone who has yeah, a philosophy yeah, yeah. and so, so nice if you're getting someone who has a philosophy you need to have yeah. the time for him yeah. to you know get through with his philosophy and if you look if you look at it from the way you've described it yeah. it makes total sense that he would want to leave exactly because yeah. these guys are yeah. human beings exactly. too, yeah. you know, like, and then, and then it's, it'll be comfortable for him at Juventus he, yeah. oh he yeah gets, he, gets, he gets to use the players he wants <laughs> Bro, he gets to understand the squad. league he gets to understand the league yes. that he, you know, he has he has but, watched his whole life yeah. and so I mean it's, it's a good move for him but from from the Juventus point of view, I'm wondering, is he an upgrade on Allegri? Because I'm not too Because sh- Allegri was a very um, successful manager. This, this is the thing. It's a tough one because when he had that outstanding season with Napoli, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't have a they didn't have a striker. Yeah. Yeah, they were playing Mertens. They were playing Mertens yeah. as a forward. Yeah. Yeah. And you a lot of people felt like that was the only difference between them and him. You. Over like overturning Juventus, yeah. you understand. So I feel like that you could make a case for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, upgrade. I'm not so sure, but in terms of Juventus getting um, the right fit, I feel yeah. like that that was. Yeah, it. I, I think yeah. so too. I think I, I like think he'd be a right fit. Yeah, for yeah. Right part of me also thinks that you know the rumors about Pep going to Juventus at one point because I think they were also chasing him. This yeah. Moment. So I think maybe they are bringing in Sari to okay. bring in that Ashen, philosophy because yeah. you know, he plays a similar style yeah. to Pep. So yeah. maybe it makes sense. Well, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. In this modern day and age of football, I wonder if Pep can actually stay at City for the rest of his career. I'm not too sure about yeah, that. It will be difficult for him to stay at City. Yeah, the thing is, I mean, if if their Champions League campaigns keep going as as this mal as they go yeah. over the, the seasons that he has been there, I mean, there will be a point where he would certainly want to move. Move, move on and try to win the Champions League again. <laughs> but the problem with Juventus is that I, I don't understand why a club can be so interested in older old players. Yeah, because why would Juventus <laughs> be interested in a player like Marcelo? 
I you, you the guy's legs are gone. And yeah, it's what, what, a consistent thing among exactly. them, like how they even brought Bonucci, Bonucci back. Exactly. Even Evra had a stance where he killed it. Because if you have if you have Rugani coming through. And then you still insist on using that guy Bonucci. is still waiting for his chance, exactly. bro. How is United how isn't he getting take a chance? Him gladly, bro. How isn't he getting a chance? We will take Rugani. defender. They've signed. Um, I think he's an African defender. I've forgotten his name, but they've also signed another defender who had a good season last. Okay, season. Mm-hmm. so it's quite. And, and right now they are season delayed. But too. you know something? Um, I feel like when it comes to that argument, I feel like Juventus are in a position to do that. They, they, a, they have the best squad. They you think so? Yeah, they're in yeah. a position to do that in the league because don't, don't, don't you think that's that's why they they still they haven't come up the, short in, in the, the Champions, Champions League? league. Yeah. Yes, but I feel like we're in the league, mm-hmm. they are, like they are comfortable mm-hmm. enough to do stuff like that. I mean, you know the thing about Juventus is that they just know they will win the league. Exactly, yeah. they start you know, the league knowing they will exactly. win. Exactly, so maybe and that's so, why they feel okay. Yeah, let's just bring in a big name who is like. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think one thing that works for them is that they've seen that the best way to stay ahead of your rivals is by making them weaker. Yeah, so they yeah, keep sending their yeah, best, best exactly. players so that yeah, they keep them exactly. down yeah. while yeah. they keep improving. Exactly. But you, you have some promising young players in there too. Really I mean, good. they have, uh, what's his name? Benadeski, they have uh, Bentancourt, Cancelo. Yeah. You know, they have a few, pl- Keen, yeah, Moise Keen as well. Yeah, yeah. They have a few in there. So I guess maybe it's not all. You know, but mm. you know they'll sign some old guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The thing is, I, I I don't even see a future at Juventus. And they have Higuain coming back because it doesn't look like oh, Chelsea. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Chelsea will be re-signing him. him. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but why would Chelsea let Higuain go if they can't sign anybody? Uh, that's, that's the thing. Are they allowed to re-sign? Yeah, if the person is already on loan, already on loan, so they can re-sign. They can extend the loan contract. So so if they're making him go, that's making them weaker. Yeah. Are they bringing Tammy Abraham back? What are they doing? Yeah, it'll be difficult. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But from I want to. Get your perspective on this. There's some talk of Juventus. We're just talking about them. They want to apparently <coughs> bring <coughs> sorry, 15 mil plus Cancelo that, for Pogba. That's, that's, that's rubbish. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's rubbish deal, right? like in this current market, yeah. when um, Leicester City are quoting um, 80 million for, for Harry Maguire, Maguire really? and you want to pay 50 million plus Cancelo, and I'm thinking Cancelo's price tag would probably be between like 40 to 50. 50 yeah. So they're saying. Pogba's um, value hasn't increased yeah. since he came. Since like, he came, yeah. And see all the outrageous fees being paid everywhere. But and yeah. you're t- telling me that Pogba still costs around 90 million. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. If, if you want to sign big names, you have to be prepared, be prepared to pay to pay big money. Yeah. yeah. I get you. I get you. Anyway, so, um, yeah, as far as transfer goes, I mean, the yeah. lit, I feel like it's gone quite a little bit, but mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll end up somewhere. I yeah. think PSG are now in the... The front running, runners. Yeah, yeah, because... From the reports I'm hearing, they are offering him over 300,000 um, euros. My goodness. The kid has a world at, the guy's at, at his feet, bro. And it wouldn't be surprising because for Mbappe, Mbappe is also getting... Yeah, that amount of money, so yeah. might think that, yes, for their reputation, they are both in the same... Yeah. But I don't in know... the same bracket. For their um, financial fair play issues and everything, I'm wondering why they would pay that much. Yeah, maybe they are planning to sell off to offload some players because um, they have they would have um, Thiago Silva, Marquinhos, Kimpembe, and Delict, assuming they sign him. So they are all people who could start for big teams, maybe except Kimpembe. So I'm wondering how that's all going to fit inside their master plan. So I'm guessing they are planning on selling someone. Yeah, probably, probably. And in the midfield too, they also need to reinforce. Yeah, PSG's midfield, I felt, has been light for minutes, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, for and probably Draxler might move on though. 
Oh, he has to. He, he I, has think, to. I think he has, to go, he has to go back to Germany. He has to go he back to Germany. To, yeah. Yeah. yeah, at that point, Charlie, you just have to do that. I don't know why, for some reason, players of his um, profile, they don't seem to fit in as peers because um, he's similar to Pastore. Yeah, Pastore yeah, 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 exactly. That's very true. That's very true. But yeah, anyway, so um, I feel like, you know, as far as transfer goes, a lot will happen. I will know about the Arsenal still they walk around Plaza Man 45, 45 now. Million. <laughs> <laughs> you come and shop with the Ghanaian <laughs> Charlie, the 45 day, unless you want players, bro. Unless they go down the loan routes, man. Okay, Wait. so guys, if you haven't done this already, please follow us at the Gold Coast Report on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook. If you want to send us um, an email, send it to us at social.thegoldcoastreport.com and we'll get back to you. All right, so we'll get into our main discussion for today. We're going to talk about Ghana and AFCON 2019. When, when is the AFCON starting again? Um, Friday, 21st Friday, right? June. 21st June. Yeah. Okay, wow. It's, it's upon us, right? <laughs> okay, so Carl, um, yeah. our group, can you tell us who's in our group? Um, so Ghana's group, the last group actually, Group F. So Ghana does not play up until the 25th of June. Play Benin. First game, Ghana is in a group with Cameroon, Benin, and Guinea-Bissau. Okay. Just in the Cameroon, just in the Benin, Guinea-Bissau. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, what do you guys think of the matchups? Cameroon, Benin, Guinea-Bissau. I feel like Cameroon have always been like uh, the team that we always struggle. They against. knocked us out, right? Yeah, they've knocked us out. If you yeah. Turn, twice. Twice, 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 actually. Yeah. 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 They've always been like uh, kryptonite. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't. I'm not really expecting us to beat them. But for Benin and Guinea-Bissau, yeah, we we expect of, to, yeah, for the yeah. kind of so I, I feel like we are looking at the top two where Ghana and Cameroon come out on top, or is not? You um, don't think yeah, so? I mean that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. A lot of people will say, "Oh, um, you can't rule Benin out." You can't, but I mean you have to rule them out. Really, yeah. if you are Ghana and you are Cameroon and you are going into um, an African tournament, knowing what's at stake, you would certainly want to you know, get through a group that has Benin and, and Guinea-Bissau. But, I mean, Smiley was mentioning Cameroon being the team that sort of knows how to beat Ghana. But, yeah. I mean, they've beaten Ghana in the past two, uh, you know, in the past two Afcons where Ghana have been out in the semi-final in 2008 and then in 2017, all by a goal to nil. Yeah. And those were the only two times that Cameroon beat Ghana. Really? And so, yeah, really? so, so, yeah, so it means yeah. that, I mean, those are like the really, yeah. they know how to beat Ghana at a stage where yeah, it, it matters, matters the most. And I mean, those were stages when I still feel if Ghana had gone through that, that Cameroon, uh, that Cameroon game in, in 2008 would have won would the have trophy. Won it, yeah. I, I still feel if Ghana had gone through in uh, 2017, they would have won the trophy. <laughs> and so they just, I feel like they just, every Ghana exactly. Yeah. They, they just, they just have a way, you know, that they can yeah, beat us. For Benin, yeah, I don't yeah. think there'll be, there'll be too many, yeah, things to worry about. The only problem is that Ghana has never beaten Benin in Benin. But okay. the good thing is that it's not in Benin. Yeah. It's, it's far away in Egypt. Yeah. And so we still have a chance. The only player, you know, the Black Stars would have to be worried about is Steve Mounier, who, who plays for Huddersfield, and then maybe Stefan Sesenio. And the, the, who, the, the, the interesting thing is that Mounier has had a very terrible season with Huddersfield. Very terrible season. Like, yeah. he never really took off took after off he game. first came into the Premier League. Exactly. And had a really good spell at the and beginning. So, and so this is where he would want to show himself yeah, again to try to yeah, get a better move. Yeah, and so, yeah. I mean, the Black Stars would certainly have to be wary. But in the African context, would you consider him a better player? Like, within the African context? No, Quality-wise? Um, within the African context, yes. He's, yeah. I think that if he a lot, of, somebody a lot of African right strikers line up, yeah, and he's still he would stand out. He <laughs> <laughs> stand out at some point. Yeah. So, yeah, that's 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 really good for him. But I mean, hopefully, Ghana can just get through. The first, I think, the arrangement of the games is, is in Ghana's favor. Yeah. Play Benin first, play Cameroon in between Benin mm-hmm. and Guinea-Bissau, and play Guinea-Bissau 
for the last game. So, yeah. I mean, if all things being equal, you know, Ghana should go through. Okay. They have to. But, you know, given all that you said about the points at which Ghana has, have been knocked out, mm-hmm. I mean, even the, um, was it the 2010 World Cup? Yeah. In South Africa, mm-hmm. where we went out. Would you call like our current group of players chokers? Hmm. When they get into that position where okay, it's close, you know, like mm-hmm. the target is close, like yeah. we are really close. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah, does can. that seem to be a trend where we somehow just, just well, yeah, that's, lose that's, it. because I mean, I feel like we do this a lot in European I mean, football. That, yeah. so, so we, that's what that's what you're saying. That I mean, if you're talking about this current mm-hmm, crop, this current crop, I wouldn't say the whole. Then, then no, that's no, no, true. No, they, have, say that. they have a they have a they have that uh, psychological, uh, psychological block. Yeah. You know, in 2008 semi-finals, yeah. we're out. In 2010, we got to the final. Egypt, we played a way yeah. better game than Egypt. Egypt beat us in yeah. 2012. We got to the semi-final. Zambia beat us. By a goal, Imano Mayuka yeah. from nowhere. He missed the penalty, in, in, no? He missed the penalty, but You know, in that game, in 2013, we were out, you know, in some Chai. very mysterious circumstances. Then, exactly. In 2015, we got to the final. You and know, then, then, then they penalties, beat us. Right? Penalties, right? I think we had. We're leading by two goals. Yeah. <laughs> and then they beat us. They beat us. Then in 2017, yeah. we get to the semi final yeah. again and then we choke. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, I, I mean, I think that there's a. There's, there's a an argument for that. There's an argument for that. I mean, there's a psychological block that. The players have still not broken, and yeah. I mean, if they are able to break that, then I mean, they can't win it because I don't, I don't see the reason why these crop of players cannot win after. I, I always, I always mention it that I mean, there, there could be a problem with goals. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no doubt I feel about like that, it. That might be but a if you take Ghana's midfield and compare it to other midfields across, you know, the African yeah, continent, African, yeah. it's it's way way better yeah, have, than than, than the others. We have Thomas Party, and mm-hmm. I'm guessing Kujua somehow could play somehow playing midfield. You have, is Duncan going to be available? No, Duncan is injured. Not, right? yeah, I injured. mean, there was this whole argument about how he he couldn't come for Ghana. Um, international duty yeah, and then he, he played, played for Sassuolo yeah, for yeah, no, no, but then there was an explanation <laughs> though that's 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 because um, he he had an injury and his surgery is due around the same time yeah. as Afcon and so the thing is he could have he could have stayed he could have stayed out the the the, the Sassuolo game the, no the the whole the whole operation, operation. process oh, okay. and then come to play for Ghana but then that just means that he would have to do the operation later I mean, and then he might miss his Sassuolo so and so that's that's why he, he sat out of that um of, okay. of, of, of Afcon because he would have gotten in. I mean But Donsa will be around, right? Alfred. No. He's not called? Um Godfrey Donsa. Godfrey, oh, yeah. He's been a really, really long time. No. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, I feel like he's like somebody well, that um in Italian football they really rate him. They, no, not, his, they rate him so high, but yeah. I feel like you know, as far as no, Ghana is concerned, it's, it's, it has even gone down a it's bit. Down yeah, a it's bit, right? gone, it's gone down a bit. It's gone down But he had a bad season. He had a I mean, I think that from twenty sixteen mm-hmm. his his career his career has just dipped oh, from, from okay. that point. So I mean but but Ghana's midfield is still decent. Wakasu is there. Um, Koja Samoa is there Pate is there I think Andre considering you, Andre we must have one of the best midfields we will the, have one of the best yeah, midfields in, in, in Afghan teams with better midfields yeah. than us. maybe maybe Morocco yeah Morocco maybe is. Morocco but I, I don't I don't I don't see any team that would have a better you know midfield than, than Ghana but, but I mean, Algeria playing yeah 
That's all the, all the North African teams are okay. in. Okay, so that's the yes, team. <laughs> all of them are in. Yeah. All of them are in. So Algeria, Tunisia, Egypt, okay. Morocco, all of them are in. That's the X team. The right? North America, the North African teams. I've always had a thing. I've always been a favorite. Yeah, because I, that's why I mentioned Algeria because, yeah, yeah. like, I mean, Ziyech is in that team, right? Yeah. Ziyech is in Morocco. Morocco, so right? Moroccan, oh, yeah. he's Moroccan. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, Algeria have Mares and yeah, um, yeah, Brahimi. Brahim, yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. So like a family, that's Tottenham midfield midfielder. There was this guy that um, Tim Sherwood used to play all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he's okay, I'm, not, I'm not really. Yeah, yeah my mind's not. Plays for Schalke oh, right now. Schalke is yeah. it Tidal or something? No, There's I think it, his name starts with B. But ah, Bentaleb. Bentaleb. Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah. So I feel like their midfield is also. Decent. Yeah, yeah the, the midfield is decent. The thing is, you see, the, the problem with the North African teams is that a lot of the times, you know, that when you listen to African journalists, they tell you that the North Africans come into Afcon and try to play like Europeans. And that's why they never really get the right mix. Because, I mean, if you're playing against a team like Burkina Faso, who, um, who, <laughs> who fortunately are, n- are not here at this time. Yeah. If you're playing against them, the thing is, Burkina Faso go out there to play like bulls. Yeah. No tactics, nothing. Charlie, go and come. Go they and come. Play. They so, are the ones with that striker there. Aristide Bansi, uh, yeah. Bansi. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Bansi, my goodness. Exactly. So if, so if you're playing with a team like that, that doesn't really have, you know, like, like a, proper, believe, a, a proper formula to, yeah. to the team. Then, I can't believe that guy then, tortured then, us. Then you get into trouble. Yeah. But I think, that, you know, I think that Morocco have, have a chance. One, because they have uh, Heavy Renard, the, oh, yeah. the, you know, the manager that who has won with two different teams in Zambia and um, in Cote d'Ivoire in 2015. I think he's the best he, He's the best yeah, African yeah, coach around. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, if you pick out the, the Moroccan players one by one, I think that all of them have a really good chance. Mehdi Benatia is there. Um, Sofian Bufal is there. Yeah. Uh, Northern Amrabat is there. They have a squad. They have Hakim Zayed, yeah. who's yeah. also there. Eunice Belanda, if you remember, oh, he yeah. is also in there. Yeah, and and yeah, all of them yeah, are coming yeah, together yeah, yeah. To, to play for Morocco yeah. this time around. And Shall it will be huge for Morocco yeah. if they are able to win, particularly in Egypt, just because of how Egypt has dominated North African football for a really long time. Morocco have not won the Afghans since 1976. Oh, wow. And the last time Algeria won was somewhere in 19... Uh, after Ghana won in the 80s. That's also when they, they also won. Tunisia won the last time in 2004, yeah. 2004, 2002, when they hosted. And so they still have you know, something to prove, yeah, to prove at yeah. this stage. Egypt, you know, just won it in 2010 and they also want to win it. Every time Egypt have hosted, they've won. Oh. And so, <laughs> and so they are still looking at winning it this time around. They have a squad that could win the Afcon, and I think that the only thing that would worry them is the over reliance on on Mohamed Salah, yeah. uh, exactly. But rightfully so. I mean, if you have Charlie, a player like Mohamed Salah, is, what, yeah. what, what would you do? And on a side note, I think if Salah wins the Afcon, he might have a chance with the Ballon d'Or because he's already won the Champions League. He had a really? quite good season. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. good season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. But, but it will be tough still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. It could be Three. I don't know Possibly. why it would be tough, but I, I just feel like it would be tough for yeah, them to I mean, just give it to Salah. I mean, they gave yeah, it to Modric, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I still have. I, 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 I don't think Salah will get it. You don't think you get it, right? Maybe Van Dyke. That Van Dyke thing, though, do you think is legit? It is. Van Dyke actually winning it's Ballon d'Or. He he deserves it. Because with be the Modric thing, they are showing that maybe they want to try and explore different, you know. I, I think the I think, 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 think we go we'd, outside of the whole Messi Ronaldo yeah, dynamic. Yeah, mm-hmm. The Modric one, yeah, that one, they were just tired of the yeah, whole the tie, yeah. Ronaldo they wanted Messi to try thing, something. Yeah. But I still don't think he deserved it. I feel like that was one of those times where they wanted to make football 
I don't know, quotes beautiful again. Yeah. You know, because it, it was a nice story. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Croatia final, yeah, you know, and he was like the captain and yeah. Madrid have, had won I the have, Champions League. I have so you know, many, have so many problems with Modric winning Ballon d'Or. Yeah, <laughs> you and many I mean, people. Even at the World Cup. Yeah. Even at the World Cup. He wasn't Croatia's standout player. He wasn't, if you are being honest. No. Yeah. He wasn't Croatia's standout player. Who, so who would you give it to? I think Bozovic was Bozovic? a standout okay. player. I think Perisic was quite good. Perisic was quite good, but... If you look at the work Bozovic did in midfield for, 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 and for Croatia and, and Rakitic as well, yeah, yeah. Modric went quiet considerably in games. The only game that Modric really stepped up was against England. Yeah, that's and true. That, that was like the the, the that game was that, semi-final, right? The, the game that got the most hype. Yeah, So he probably chose the right time yeah, to perform, yeah. and that's what everybody remembered yeah, it for. So, I get yeah, you. But, I yeah. get you. But yeah, Kawa, what are like some of the, the controversies that? You know, have calves surrounded the camp, the Ghana camp. Well, so well, I think the the major controversy, as we all know, is a, is a captaincy issue. Although, although it has been it has been solved, okay. And um, Asamajan and Dede are trying to show us some some fake love and, and <laughs> fake camaraderie on 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 social media. We all know how those two feel about each other. You know, have, um, has it always been like that? Has that relationship always been strained? Um, I think that it, it started it started getting bad when. Did they, you know, came into the team and started becoming an important oh, figure in the okay. team? Okay. That was when it started becoming bad. And then that whole conversation about his father being captain and so he has to also be captain. And also, I feel and, like and that, that time sort of when thing. they took a sabbatical or something and then the yeah. president him intervened. Exactly. Him and Jordan. Yeah. The president intervened. Yeah. I feel like situations of, like that make some people feel like, yo, how I mean, I mean, all, of, these two all, of, all of those things have, yeah. have just come down to what the relationships have been at the moment. But I mean, I have no qualms about Andre being captain. The only problem I have is that. I think Andre's legs are gone. Uh, and I agree. Man, that's sad to say. It's really sad to say. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm one of the biggest Andre Ayew fans around. Me too. But I think that his legs are gone. And that would be a big problem for us if Kusia Pia keeps playing Andre on the wings. <laughs> because the thing is, Apia likes a 4-3-3 formation. Or um, usually he goes in the, in the, yeah. in the traditional 4-4-2. So if he's going in 4-3-3, that means he has a back four obviously and then in midfield he'll certainly play Koja Sama Wakasu and Pate meaning Pate would have to sit with, with Wakasu which will not work in my opinion yeah. and then he would have to play Christian Achu on the right Andre on the left and play Jordan which will not work again yeah. because the last time we played Pate in that number 10 role in that advanced role yeah. he scored a hat-trick that was, that was in Congo in the yeah. World Cup qualifying where we beat him by 5 goes to 1 and so I think that Pate deserves a place up front. I mean, put him in an further advanced role, pitch, yeah. further up the pitch. Don't put Andre on the left side. Don't put, no, don't put Andre on the wings. Yeah. Just give him a role as a second striker. Yeah. You know, so try to accommodate him. Yeah. Because honestly, I don't think that Andre will sit on the bench if Ghana is walking out to play a game. If he's fit, he'll play. Yeah. So if he's playing, then try to accommodate him yeah. in a proper place, not the wings and, and not in, in midfield. In midfield. Because then we'll be lacking or we'll be a player short. Okay. Those are some of the issues that I think Kosiapia needs to address. But controversy wise, I don't think there's been too many controversy, you know, yeah, surrounding this team. That, aside from that, because, um, the deputy minister has already come out to, to spell out the bonus issues and, you know, the money and everything. They've been giving money. <laughs> which is important. Which is of really, really important. I mean, <laughs> he, he gave them money in Dubai, you know, at, okay. you know, at the moment when they're, they're still there though. They, they just played out a goalless draw with, with South Africa. Yeah. You know, they're, they're 
monies have been given to them, they are they are they are really okay. I saw them training. Uh, they're really yeah, okay they at look, the moment. Look like the, things the, okay. the the deputy minister has also come out to say they deserve every penny they get. And so it looks like you I know, mean that's fair. Right? <laughs> so it looks like it looks like they have government in their corner, yeah. which is good for them. And so um, the, the the only issue about about it is is captaincy, and and I think that they've they've solved it. I mean, I was reading today that um, when the South Africa game was going on, and they took they took off Ayu, and then they took off Goja Samoa. Um, they gave the captain's armband to John Boy, and then and then when John Boy was coming off, he gave it to Jonathan Mensah, which I think that is because of the uh, yeah. the, the chain of senior players who well, are in there. Asamojan on the pitch throughout. Um, Asamojan came on later on. Oh, I mean, okay. I, I think about twenty minutes to go, and then Asamojan came on. So that's how I think that they can solve that whole captaincy mm-hmm. issue. But that aside, I don't think there have been too many controversies. Okay, that's dope. Smiley, you think um, Ayu's position has he has to evolve now? As a lot of players, honestly, I think he started losing it at West Ham. Like <laughs> he's been very and last season was very underwhelming at Fenerbahce. Mm-hmm. So I think they've they've chosen not to extend buy him yeah, permanently. Yeah, so he's going back so to Swansea. He's going back to Swansea, and Swansea to his wages would probably be too much to keep him on for next season in the championship. Exactly. So they'll be looking to sell him yeah. somewhere else. So he's on a downward trajectory in his yeah. career. So yeah. for him to become captain at this time, it's going. To, I feel like we are setting ourselves up for like a future repeat of this Asamoah-Jan situation. Because mm-hmm. maybe, for example, like two years, three years from now, mm-hmm. the day we'll have, we'll, we'll have to be phased out. Yeah. And when that time comes... We are going to have this whole maybe they'll yeah. try and move him up to general yeah. captain again. There'll be another yeah. issue. Yeah. issue There'll be another yeah. issue. It's like we are just postponing the same issue. You know, you know, you know the best description of Ayu I had a year ago. Right. The person said Ayu is a jack of all trades and a master of none. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true because he's fairly. He's a good header of the ball. But exactly. to be honest, that worked for James Milner though. Okay, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> yes, because he's yeah. in everywhere. Yeah, wherever you put him. Like, so, that's true. Charlie, he's, yeah. he's a, uh, like a, an above average head yeah. of mm-hmm. Good, a fairly good ball control and everything. Mm-hmm. Quite a good finisher to when he has it. But yeah. he hasn't really mastered anything. Anything. I feel like anything. he hasn't hit the heights he was supposed to hit. Exactly. From the beginning of his career. I mean, at the end of Ayu's career, where, where would you put him amongst... The, the greatest, greatest midfielders of Ghana, among the Yo, greatest strikers of Ghana, among like, the greatest wingers of Ghana, you wouldn't know where I to place him. You know and, yeah. and that's sad because I actually thought he was going to, to the, the way he started, top, I thought yeah, he was going yeah. to. Yeah. I was thinking so by now he would be playing for like a top six team like in the league and everywhere. Yeah. It just hasn't worked out. Do you think his, um, like his um, club career sort of had an effect on that? On you know how he has progressed as as far as the expectations we had of him. No, but, no, but I think the decisions, some of the decisions he made, that Swansea move was that leaving Swansea was. I think I think, I think leaving Swansea was the problem. Yeah, but that was a mistake. I think. Yeah. I think going to Swansea was really good for him. Okay, because you know at the time he had a Napoli offer. Exactly. Then. No, but no, but the thing is, when you come to England. He, but he was getting more money as well. He was getting more money in England. Yeah. And then, and then there was, there was this, you know, prospect of, of him going to a Tottenham or an Everton or even yeah. a Liverpool if, if he does well. Yeah. Because that's, that's how the English Premier League works. You, you come in, I mean, where, to like a mid-table to team. To a mid-table team. When Papa yeah. did that. And then, and then he ended up at Chelsea. Yeah. And, 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 you know, a couple of players. And so I think that was the module he was looking at, but it just didn't work out for him. From Swansea, he went to West Ham, which was an upgrade. And then he just couldn't break into West Ham because there were a lot of talented players at West Ham at, at that yeah. time. In and that at that time, they were going through like a transition from their old stadium. They, they, 
starting to think bigger. Yeah. yeah. So they started buying bigger players. They were even going yeah, after Lacazette. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they <laughs> started thinking bigger. So he yeah. just, I feel like he just went there at the wrong time. At the wrong too. time, yeah. That's yeah. true. That makes, all right. So the final thing we're going to talk about is like, uh, what do you guys think about the national team's future? If you look at the different parts, strikers, midfield, midfielders, defenders, mm-hmm. how are we, you know, looking to progress? progress. Well, for me, I'm not too optimistic about our future because I don't see any top tier talent coming in, like players who could emulate the ACNs and Montaris. I don't see anybody of that level possibly coming up. Yeah. Um, in a few, someone who we had a lot of hope in was, as you said, God, Godfrey Donsa, yeah. and his career seems to have stagnated. So, I, I honestly don't have too much hope in this current team. Maybe, possibly, someone could come up. A few players, you know, how sometimes a few players just seem to come up at the same, at the time, same time, like yeah. Belgium, the way they were down for a long time, and yeah. then mm-hmm. at, the, at the same time, just everybody just seemed to develop. But that, but that takes that takes proper organization. Yeah. I mean, I, I think yes. Belgium planned for that, and that's why they they reap the benefits. I mean, you know, um, many times we seem to forget what what you know the GFA at the time did to get players like Asamojan, SCN, and Muntari and the rest. It was a plan. It was a laid out plan to produce a group of players who would take Ghana to the World Cup. Yeah. And that's why we got those crop of okay. players. So that was a specific so, target. So, yes, it was, yeah, it was a specific target because, I mean, they, they said they had, they had gotten tired of winning African Cup of Nations and so they wanted to go to the World Cup. Would you say that project was abandoned after we went to the World Cup? Yeah, I think it was abandoned after we went to the World Cup because after after we got there, decent showing, then it got into our heads, you know, we... It so, feels like they're climbing. They like, yeah, 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 they felt like yeah, they had gotten tried. there already. Yeah. And then in 20... I think 2010 was Ghana's decisive year in football. Because if if we had changed so many things in 2010 or after 2010, we could have become a really better team. In 2010, we thought we were up there. Yeah. And then we started plummeting and, and we are here now. So I think that we... There's, there's still hope for me. I think that there are, there are a couple of players who will still come up. Ghana always has the tendency of, you know, shining the light on one player. Yeah. Like how we just found Thomas Party out of nowhere. Yeah. We can't find somebody like that. The, the interesting thing about this AFCON also is that we have about eight players who are in this team who are debutants at AFCON. They've never played AFCON before. And these are players who would want to show Ghanaians something up their sleeves. I mean, the, the likes of Samolowusu. I, I don't think you've heard of Samolowusu before. <laughs> but there's, there's Samolowusu, there's Kwabno Wusu, there's um, uh, Joseph Atama, okay. there's, um, there's, there's, uh, there's Joseph he, Edu. I think he's gym. one of the highly rated yeah. young defenders who are coming through. If he's given a chance, he can he can really show what he's made up of. Uh, he plays for Genk in, yeah, in yeah. Belgium. Really good player. And he had a very good season. Very good that. season with, yeah. with Genk as well. And Kalebe Kuban, who... You oh, know, he, yeah, was he, he was on loan at Trabzonspor. He was on loan at He's a Leeds player. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, he has the better, he has the best goal return for yeah. any Ghanaian at this point. <laughs> he has scored two in two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so this year we really do one goal project again. Because yeah, right? looking, even looking yeah. at the strikers we are taking to Afcon, I think last season twenty league goals between them. Goals yeah, between four strikers, them. twenty league goals between them. <laughs> wow. If you compare that to Senegal, that's in sharp contrast because Senegal have eighty-six league goals between them. Oh the, my goodness! Senegal, Senegal took. <laughs> my Senegal, Senegal took seven strikers to, to uh, they're taking seven yeah, strikers they have a lot Afcon. of strikers yeah, yeah. Um, I mean Ismail Asak Sako, it's about the there's um, um, there's um, Sadio Mane in DIA, from, yeah. there's, there's Mbaye Diang who scored 31 goals wow. for Galatasaray last season wow. yeah and so they have they have they have players I mean if you and com- I think they have this compare, other guy to Habib Diallo 
He plays in France, I think. Yeah. He also the, killed I it. I mean, yeah, they, they, they're all in, moving in there. Too, if, like, yeah. if you look at Senegal's squad, yeah. it's so imbalanced because yeah. they have, I think they're taking about eight defenders and then they're taking five midfielders and then seven strikers. So if, if you look at it, it's, it's, it's a really see, huge yeah. imbalance. Yeah. But I think that, you know, their coach Ali UCC might just find a balance to it because if you have strikers who have scored 101 goals in all competitions between them, it will be difficult to drop anybody, really. Yeah. So I think that's that's what they need to do. I mean, they've, they've done what they have to do. They just need to go out there and show what they are made of. And, and in saying that, but, you can draw some parallels between them and Argentina because Argentina also have that exactly. situation where they go exactly. to tournaments with so many strikers exactly. and then exactly. and, and, and to think that you know Senegal have produced so many really really good players and have never won AFCON it's also a problem also so a problem, this yeah. could be their first title and I, th- I think they would, they would attack it with yeah. all the seriousness that yeah. you know it, it will come yeah. to them but I think that there's, there's still hope for there's Ghana hope. really I okay. mean um, if, you, if you look at I mean, I, I seem to, I've watched a lot of games. I've watched a lot of, you know, youngsters coming through. If you look at the, the crop of players at Asante Kotoko now, um, the goalkeeper Felix Annan is, is one man who can man the black stars for the next 10 years. If you have been really honest, okay. um, Fatal Safi, who is also a striker for Asante Kotoko is, is a really young player who's coming through. Um, one of the goalkeepers at Kotoko is Danlad Ibrahim, who's also a really good goalkeeper. He's, he just hasn't gotten the chance because Felix Anand is exceptionally yeah. better than he is. Okay. If you come to Accra Hatsufolk, um, there are players like Manaf who has shown that he's really good. I mean, Musa Nuhu, who played for Hatsufolk and moved to, uh, Switzerland, you know, to play. There's Majida Shimeru, who's also playing Yao Yeboa. I mean, if you look at Ghana's under-23 side, it's a reflection of what the Black Stars can be if there's a proper succession plan yeah. of, 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 of roping in those players into the Black Stars. So it's all not doom and gloom for the, for, sure. for, for the national team. That's I think that, one. you know, it will get better, but it would all, um, it would all rely on the, on the players' psyche, how they can think themselves as bigger players than they are at the moment and how um, and then the decisions they make yeah, on, 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 uh, in terms of club. That's, that's what I was going that, to say because yeah. I, for me, I feel like we've gotten to the point where these players probably feel like going outside of Ghana is what validates them mm-hmm. to yeah. give to have yeah. a, but, yeah. but yeah. I mean, even, 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 those, even those decisions, I'm, I, I'm, I'm talking about those who are already in Europe and making decisions to exactly. what team they need to go to. Yeah. We've seen Ghanaian players go to teams that didn't really help them. I mean, Adias moved to AC Milan. Was, oh my was, God. Was poor. That was Danilo Paris. I'm making da- of the guy. Danilo yeah. Paris was at Real Madrid and then he needed a move oh my to God. go to another team where he would get playing time. Then he opted for a team that, you know, didn't work out for him. Uh, Baba Rahman's move to Chelsea was, was also it a was, move that didn't work out I for was him. very disappointed with that one. Exactly. I rated him very highly. Exactly. I thought he was actually exactly. going to make it there. And, and, and you see, when, when, I spoke to, when I spoke to Baba about the move, there was this one thing that he told me that, look, if you were in my position, you would, you would have accepted a Chelsea move <laughs> yeah. with alacrity. Yeah. You you would accept it. Yeah. You know, there's this there's this there's this there's this joke about about Michael Essien when he was at um, Olympic Lyon <laughs> and Chelsea expressed interest in yeah. him. And um, we were speaking to the 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 late Slightete who who yeah. who was the owner of Liberty Professionals at the time. You know, he brokered Essien's deal to Lyon and and to Chelsea and the rest. So when there was the interest of of um, Chelsea Chelsea. for SEN he had to fly to Lyon to you know get into the the negotiation and everything so he said you know they were sitting at the table um, it was himself and then uh, I think uh, Salastete the coach and some other you know Ghanaians were there and then SEN had to walk in and for you know sit down with them for the move to be to be cleared and then what he said was that SEN just walked in speaking (laughs) Ghana (laughs) 
he just walked in speaking God. You know, telling them that they should accept any offer. Any offer that Just get me out of here. Yeah, it just get me out of here. He wanted to be seen. I mean, if 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 you move from Leon to Chelsea, it's a big big upgrade. And so I think that that was that was what played on the mind of Abaraman. He didn't think that it would be you know really difficult for him to get there. Right now, I mean, he's trying to get his career back on track. He has gone to start Reims where he had a really really good season. So this Afcon could be a launch party greater because Reims in general had a very good they, season. They had a very good season. Yeah. So it, this also could be a launch pad for him to greater things. Although, you know, he will be fighting for that left back slot with, with Lumo, yeah. who has also shown that, you know, he can be really good at that left back role. And so Ghana still has a chance, a chance you know, yeah. to, of, of, of getting good players out there if they can make the right decisions. The right decisions being choosing your club. Uh, yeah, yeah, choosing yeah, the right time, choosing, choosing, choosing the right club. time to move to work club, and all of that. Because, I mean, you, I think that sometimes as Ghanaians we overrate ourselves. Really, <laughs> seriously. I mean, because think about it. Who was Dominic Adia to think that he was, he was going to take a place in AC Milan at yeah. that time when there was Latan, and then there were players who were yeah. who were of, of, of better like quality than Milan right now. It's exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. At that time, they were because, still on top. Because this AC yeah. Milan has a player like Frank Kessie playing for them. Frank yeah. Kessie wouldn't have gotten a place in 2010. Yeah. And so it's, it's choosing it at the right time that's to true. move. And that's why, that's why Andre's whole career, Andre and his brother, you know, it hurts me to see them at this point. Yeah. Because they chose it right. They were, they were on the right path to greater things. And then at they some were point, patient just, with, they were patient with everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just didn't work it out. It just didn't <laughs> work out, Charlie. That was just it. <laughs> Yeah, I totally get you though because I feel like I'm happy Kujo someone is back in the fold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I just hope, I just, I really hope he doesn't season, get injured. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I really hope he doesn't get injured. Yeah. So yeah. So what problem. do you guys think, Afcon? How far do we go this time? Um, <laughs> Twenty-four teams. Um, it's a it's it's a bigger it's tournament much, than yeah. than the previous ones we've played in, and so um, there's there's a tendency of. The big players meeting each other early yeah, on in yeah. the in the in the competition, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but but the, the, another good thing is also that um, the the best third place teams can qualify to the next stage. So even if we find ourselves in a uh, in a really really difficult position in our group, we will still have a good chance of qualifying. And I think that after qualifying from the group stage, it's all. Yeah. You know, it, it will be all you it's know all, uh, all, uh, yeah. free wave. You know, yeah. to to wherever we want to get to. I have tipped Ghana to get to the semi-final stage again. Same for me. Yeah, you know, I, I honestly believe we can get. If they can break that glass ceiling and then get to the final, final, it will be, it will be it interesting, be to, interesting to see where Ghana could go from there. Smiley, what do you think? Um, for me, a lot depends on how. Thomas Party and Kujua Sama play. The roles yeah, in which, yeah. whether they get them yeah, playing the right roles. It's, it's, it's what role they, they play them in and, yeah. and whether we are going to play players who are hungry yeah. enough to, yeah, to play for true. the Black Stars. And that's why that's why I have a problem with the wingers, really. Because if you are playing Andre on the wings, it will be a problem. When you have Thomas Japon who is like um, a really direct player. Thomas Japon plays like Andre Scheller. Okay. He oh, just comes okay. at you with the ball. If you take it fine, okay. if, if if I go past you, that's it. Yeah, that's no it. trickery, nothing. He's just coming at you with the ball, and okay. sometimes you need direct players like that. Isn't he? Is, is he similar to like David Akam? Yeah, he's really similar to David so Akam. And, David and, and, has, has no, David Akam. David Akam got injured oh, for a really long time ah, oh, in the ah, MLS, okay. and so that's why he wasn't okay. selected. And okay. he's still okay. trying to find his feet in the MLS, and so okay. yeah, he, they had to be given some time to, to to get back on track. But I mean, I think one player that we also need to really look look at is the Samuel Usu boy. I mean, I've I have seen him play. 
twice. And I don't think it's, 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 it's too much of, or, or it's, it's, uh, it's too many minutes for me to vouch for him. But I think that for the trickery he has, he, he has something that not too many people in who yeah. wear Ghana shirts have. Oh, and so, okay. I mean, he could be crucial for Ghana. And that would be if we are, we are, we are playing for, for say, we are playing actually for 70 minutes and we are bringing him on for the final 20 minutes. He could prove decisive for the Black Stars. And so, yeah, okay. I mean, ho- hopefully, true. hopefully. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just crossing my fingers yeah. and yeah, see what we're expecting. Quarter final. I'm, I'm not too optimistic, so I'm just giving Okay, quarter final, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they are good enough to get to the quarter final. At least. But I would tip them to get to the semi final. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we're looking forward to the tournament. It's like you said, it's twenty first. Twenty first, right? 21st. Uh, okay, so that means that this podcast will come out before yeah. then. So yeah, twenty yeah, first, right. Egypt. So yeah, Egypt, Egypt to start, and then yeah. and then just open and then the, the rest will follow. Yeah. yeah. All right. So guys, let us know what you think. You know about um, all the uh, everything that we've discussed today. And you know, drop your comments, send us emails, and you know, we'll get back to you as much as if you have something to ask Kawawa. Shall we? <laughs> yeah. Um, just send it to us and you know we'll, we'll forward that to him so Charlie guys it's been a great episode um, you know any like projects you have coming up that you want to talk um, about um, you know you know, I started I started doing school sports you know at okay. the start of the the first quarter of the year so um, would I think that it's something that I want to to continue I mean it's high time we look at different areas apart from football and so I, I've been looking at boxing for some time now. Oh, the, the unfortunate thing is that because I remember he predict, he was the first person I heard talking about Isaac Dugbe. Yeah, he talked about oh, okay. and then, and then yeah. because I, I covered Isaac Dugbe from from 2014. Okay. And so and so I mean I, you, you 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 could you, you should know how I feel now that you know he has he has got back to back losses because I know the sort of work that he has put in. Yeah. And so yeah, but there are still a couple of you know, really good boxers who are coming okay, through. So. Um, okay. Uh, two weeks ago, I was at the Atokwashi Gym in Jamestown. Where the gym that has produced three of Ghana's eight world champions. Okay. And so, you know, there are still a couple of really good boxers coming through. Abeku okay. Jackson, who is Ghana's record swimmer, is also still, you know, in preparation for the Olympics. And he's, he has a few more tournaments to go for. If he qualifies, then he goes to the Olympics. The two of Ghana's athletes have also qualified. Nadia Eke has qualified for the triple jump. And then one other athlete who has qualified in the 200 meter region. And so, you know, all of those things are still coming up. So I think, I think that for the rest of the year, um, I'll, I'll be looking a bit more at athletics and then okay. at, um, swimming and then at boxing, really. Um, next month, Richard Comey goes to defend his lightweight uh, world title, which he won, you know, uh, sometime yeah. this year. Um, okay. so he will have to, you know, Try to defend that title, win it, and then go on to bigger things. There's there's one really dangerous boxer in his region who <laughs> he would he, I, I I think he should avoid at this moment. Okay. Uh, yeah, the Russian, the, I think he's Ukrainian, um, Vasily Lumashenko, the oh, really really good, himself, yeah, the really really good puncher. And so um, uh, those are those are some of the things that I want to look at. And um, I, I think I'm saying it here first, really, because you know it's ten years next you year. Had it here first. Yeah, it's ten years <laughs> next year since. Asamojan missed that penalty at the world. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, and so I'd want to, I, I'd want to, um, I'd want to do a documentary oh, just okay. about that penalty. Okay. And about to talk to as many That's people cool. as I can. What on, it meant for us. What it meant to Ghanaians. Yeah, what it meant. That would so, be dope. so I'm, um, 
I've already lined up some, some, you know, football people I want to talk to, but, you know, the general public, maybe yeah. I'll speak to you guys about okay. where you were at that time yeah. and, 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 and that sort of thing. I mean, people should just send their comments in as well on, on where they were yeah. and, you know, how, how it made them, it made them feel. But yeah, but I'm hoping that I, I get to speak to Asamojan himself okay. on how he felt about that penalty. I, I'm still trying to get Stephen Appiah to speak to him on, on what he told Asamojan before he went to yeah. you. you remember when that he was really good. Yeah. yeah. And There's so, enough memes out yeah, there. So, yeah. so those are those are like um, some of the things, things that, 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 yeah. that, that that's, I'm, that's I'm really interesting. Yeah. That one. I just I just hope they all come through. Yeah. The thing is, it's it's really difficult to shoot things like this in Ghana because yeah. a lot imagine. of the time people don't want to talk or people yeah, are yeah. apprehensive about what they say Putting because they don't want to there. help yeah. they don't hurt somebody and all of that yeah. I mean I tried to do a story on betting this year and, and nobody wanted to speak to me <laughs> yeah. so so yeah I, I know how that feels but okay. I mean from, from the from the angle of Asamojan and the whole nostalgia about how he missed the penalty I think you know people would want to share their experiences really that's dope. Charlie Kawa, it's been great having you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been great being here. Thanks, <laughs> we hope he comes again. Yeah, we hope he comes again. Oh, no, no, I mean, I mean, I mean I'll, whenever I'll you get a chance I'll, to, I'll Charlie, coming. yeah, pass through, bro. Mm-hmm. We're there for it. Charlie Smiley, Charlie. thanks for joining us today. It's been That's a great episode. Guys, subscribe, listen to the podcast. We'll be back again in a couple of weeks after the West. Hey, sorry. Yeah, oh. after the West, we'll dominate <laughs> the conversation. <laughs> this has been a Gold Coast Report production.